Let's fucking do this. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, this is so bitter. This is so bitter, but it is a dark roast. It's a new coffee that we are drinking today. Starbucks French Toast. Starbucks like is it? fucking back, baby. If you guys have been watching the podcast, you would know that Starbucks is the coffee that makes us zooted as fuck. And so we always go back to Starbucks. And they were hiding this in Costco for some reason. We <laughs> saw it all the way at the top, but they were not yeah. putting it on display. It was like all the way at the top. Farhan noticed it. Yeah, yeah, and then and then luckily the next time that we went there they put it on sale and we got this bad baby. It's it's actually tasting pretty damn good. I'm I'm a big fan of this guy and I'm zooted as fuck right now. This is my fourth shot today. Woke up six fucking a.m. because I was editing some of the VFX shots for the daily vlog, which are gonna be fantastic. I hope you guys are watching those on the channel as well. But without further ado, Farhad. Today is episode number eight, and we want to say welcome to every single one of you motherfuckers who are joining us today. It's a very special day today. Um, Farad, are you ready? How are you feeling Dude, right now? I, I can't believe you are at episode eight. It's been, it, it feels so long since the previous episode, and also it feels like, oh my God, we have done eight episodes. This is, that means we have, we have been doing this for two months now. Oh shit. Yes. When you put it that way, that's kind of freaking, it's like scary a little bit, but at the same time, I'm just proud of us and everyone who's been watching, we just want to say thank you if you've been watching some of the episodes or all of them, uh, whether it's on YouTube, whether you're listening to the audio, because we, we put it on, on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts. It's everywhere now. You can't miss it. Yeah. So we just want to say thank you so much. We have so many things planned out. We have so many guests planned out. Farad is like low-key the, the manager of this podcast. So he's like planning out guests like back to back. We have how many we have planned for the next we have We have four more guests planned. And you know, every time every time I send a DM to, to anybody, I get super excited. I was like, do you want to join our podcast? I like, say yes, say yes, say yes. And they even say yes. I'm like, yes. And like these people are the people who we look up to, who we follow on socials, either in the 3D space, in the VFX, CGI, AR, AI, VR, tech, artistry, just anyone who we are madly in love with, just their content, the stuff that they put out. We want to bring them on. We want to talk to them about their story. And so we also want to ask you guys, if there's anyone that you guys have in mind that you want to see on this podcast, let us know because they're only a DM away. Yeah. Exactly. Right. I can, I can send the DM and I can confidently say I can convince them to join our podcast. Yeah, so I, think, I think you're pretty good at that. Now, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, today we're going to jump into the hot part of the day. The part where we're most excited about. I've been waiting for this podcast episode for a week now. And like Farad said, it's feeling like it's been a year. Uh, for some reason, this, this seven days between the podcast feels so long. But we're finally here. And the guest today is not just a designer, a model, an actor, AR creator, producer, an artist, but above all, he is our first guest who has managed to challenge Farhad's hair <laughs> in its majesticness. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Harry Tov. Hey, What's up? Harry, how's it going? Hi, guys. So you got to talk to me about that hair because if you haven't noticed... The past few posts we put out, for some reason, I'm not getting any fucking attention, by the way. I'm feeling a little bit left out. Farad's getting so many comments on his hair. And now my concern is this episode, I'm completely out. Because like, there's going to be comments about your hair, your hair, and I just no one's going to fucking look at me today. I see you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate no, that. I've been having hair since I was 13. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's, that's great. That's but that looks really, really beautiful. Yeah. What color is your hair right now? Uh, so it's teal. It, so a lot of people are like, "Oh, is it blue? Is it green?" <laughs> no, but there's more spectrums, you know. <laughs> wow. That's that's the beauty of it, right? And how often do you color yeah. your hair? Because every single time I'm looking at your Instagram, I'm seeing a different color. Yeah. Well, so the first time I did it like deep teal, then um. You know, I switched to like an extreme teal, then I bleached it and become more like light teal, and now it's like extreme light teal. Wow. You know, I'm <laughs> changing it because, I don't know, I'm having fun with life. Yeah, basically. It, yeah. I think I think he's doing absolutely That's right. right Farhad, when That's, is it going to be your I'm turn? I'm going to send a DM to Harry after this podcast, get some advice and see what I can do with my own hair. If you were to choose a, a, a hair color, what I, would you go I for? Need, I, need, I need his advice on that. It's my first time. I've never done it before, so I need to get his advice. I'm going to send you a DM after this podcast. You know, I've, I've been burnt before, Harry. I dyed my hair one time, and that motherfucker 
bleach it out so many times for so long and that one session that he burnt my hair and I've been having nightmares ever since I haven't touched you know any dyes ever since so I'm scared to even go back in but I would love to do it again yeah that's what happened to me just do it yourself at home you know what you're doing at home you know we have seen on your Instagram that your birthday is coming up so we just want to say happy birthday from the bad decision side to you thank you no worries do you have anything planned for your birthday uh, not at all. No, <laughs> I'm just waiting to see. I know I'm meeting a few friends to make a cake, but other than that, I don't know. That's well, it. you see how it goes, right? I think some of the best birthdays yeah. are the spontaneous ones. So you just have to wait and see what happens. The spontaneous, yeah. But uh, since uh, last year, my friends invited me to Coachella. Oh, wow. And then from Coachella, a friend there invited me to Neon Carnival. And at Neon Carnival, I got more invites and friends. Oh, so wow, that's crazy. Life is spontaneous. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. that sounds... You know what, Farad is... Uh, he just told me actually last week he wanted to try to go to Coachella. Yeah, but I love the lineup for this year, man. And, and I've never been there. I heard this crazy. I really, really want to go there. Maybe next year. Maybe we'll I, next I think year. so. I think we can plan it out. It's so much walking, though. <laughs> it's tiring. <laughs> I think that's what happens, though, yeah. right? When you go to a music festival, I think that's what happens. But, I mean, if you really love the music, the walking's worth it, in my opinion. For sure. Um, yeah, yeah. Harry. It's fun. We, we saw, as well, on your Instagram that you're working on something new, uh, a new film that I believe you're producing and directing, which is Spit. Can you tell us a bit more about it? Because we see the images online it's really cool but we want to find out more and i think for everybody watching as well in case they don't know about it maybe you want to tell them a little bit yeah so um after graduating from fashion school i went to film school and in film school that was my senior thesis basically 2019 we started pre-producing it a uh, post like yeah pre-production and then we filmed it in october of 2019 on halloween month you know yeah it's kind of like the movie spit is about um this artist who doesn't know himself and then he finds himself but the way he finds himself is very like mind-blowing and it has a lot of value in that in that way he finds himself <laughs> covid made everything uh stop yeah right and then i couldn't I didn't know what to do with the film and there was no point of doing anything because everything stopped. And so now um, the film, I've been submitting it to agencies and to uh, production companies and still haven't heard anything, but I made an April 1st joke which said that Paramount will make a feature out of it. Yeah, you made, you made me fall for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that post alone took me five hours oh, wow. because I had to make a separate account which said Paramount Studio, whatever there. And people believed in the end. It was great first April joke and... It was nice, you know. <laughs> yeah, you got me as well. I was like, because it, it's in reality. That's what I want to do. Yeah. And I kind of like show that it's possible mm -hmm. through like a lie on an April first, and it's cool. Yeah. You know, we 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 hope that by doing that, you actually manifest it and actually make it happen. Exactly. Because that's a possibility, exactly. like you said. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I've been aiming for, and exactly what i told everyone in the end on april 2nd i was like right, guys this is not real <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm sure it's, uh, it's something yeah. that can happen and especially you know speaking of film Definitely. It, it, it's easy exactly it's it's always what happens right? when it comes to film like you never know what's going to work people always have expectations from like bigger studios or bigger films but then you know you see a movie like everything everywhere all at once which you just saw edited by just a couple of people mm -hmm. you know just coming out and winning so many awards so when it comes to film you can never really say you know what's going to work what's not going to work as long as you believe in the idea and you believe you've put enough energy and effort into it and you believe it's really creative i think there's definitely a lot of potential for it so we wish you luck with that and i cannot wait to see it do you know when thank you there's a possibility in the end, it's the feeling we want to give to the people that they cannot even like fathom like it's the feelings that 
drive me to even do film mm. and be in this industry, in the entertainment industry, like giving people a feeling. That's a yeah. It's 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 an expression, right? It's a form of expression. Film is, yeah. is, 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 is an art and that's a form of expression. And that's for you to be able to yeah. express yourself. And honestly, we can't wait to see it. So whenever you do release it, if you do know the date, let us know. But uh, whenever you decide to release it and whenever that becomes possible, we would love to see it. And I think we'd love to, you know, have the audience, whoever's watching today's episode, also be interested to see it. But just going back to your beginnings from what you've written, you know, in, in articles, in, in, in socials about yourself. You moved to L.A. in 2015 to pursue fashion. You created your own online shop when you went back to Bulgaria. And then you decided to instead enroll in film school in L.A. You won two awards in the Fashion Week. You graduated film school. And then when COVID happened, you started playing around with augmented reality. And now very recently, we see you delve a lot into artificial intelligence and AI art. Loads of things over there. What is actually keeping you busy now? Is it Spit or is there any other projects that you're working on? What's the most interesting thing in your plate right now? You're right. Everything you said uh, in 2023 now, I took another path in my life where, um, yes, I can do so many things, but... I don't want to help myself because I don't know how long I'll be on this earth, right? Um, I have a lot of friends that died and that got me depressed. And now I'm mostly focused on creating things yeah. that will last and things that will give people um, uh, it's like I'm creating, for example, the books I'm creating, they're giving people um a vision to what architecture can be, how can it be different and better, and how we can incorporate that and maybe stop th things that are bothering our world right now, like floods. Like, we can be, be building better buildings for that, mm -hmm. like weather, different for different weather. Like, things are changing, mm -hmm. and we're not changing. And I grew up seeing buildings that are, like, from, you know ancient times and now i think we have better technology and we can build things that can last and i just want to also introduce that idea with my books with my architecture ai architecture and yeah that's fascinating uh, but the books that, for those who doesn't know is it the books that you uh you you wrote about artificial intelligence text to image generation and i think there are three edition of those books available for people right yes very impressive. And you and, use uh, OpenAI Dolly? There are three different editions, too. Uh, each one is quite different from the other. The first one has just the 25 main buildings that I think would influence the future. And um, the second book has more like California-style industrial buildings that could be built better. And the third one is more mystical and whimsical and things that could be used in video games and in the film industry. That's, that's, that's very impressive. Mm -hmm. I personally got to find you with your work in the augmented reality space. I think you have created, I would say, hundreds of <laughs> AR experiences and you have worked with brands. I really want to pick your brain. Oh, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because I've seen your Instagram. I, I really want to pick your brain on the concept of AR and since you have created so many AR filters, what is your biggest thing that you learned when creating all this and I think most of them were like personal expressions there were face filters what is your biggest takeaway with all of these AI fi AR filters so first of all I started doing filters because I'm a filmmaker and I want to inf like make my film better like give my film things that after effects could give it mm. or you know because we would be using After Effects or Photoshop or anything else, but we're not using filters to improve our filmmaking mm -hmm. or our, like, um, the way we interact with social media or creating video. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I started creating a lot of LUTs in the beginning mm -hmm. and different characters we can interact with or things for your face that you can look different. And I think that can influence filmmaking a lot. And 
exactly why I created it. How do you think it's it, it actually influences filmmaking? Have you actually used it yourself in any of your projects, or do you see it's yeah. going to affect and impact yeah. filmmaking? Can you can you give us some examples? I'm actually very curious. Um, yeah, I have a UFO filter, which is um, without any color, right? It's mm -hmm. just transparent UFO and an alien. And back in the day, I had an idea for a film like that for a UFO, mm -hmm. and I was just pitching it to people, and I also entered a hackathon with that. But I guess it's my ideas that are cool. Like, my work in AR might not be the best. Like, kind of basic things and how to create 3D and connect code. But there is better people that I really look up to that I, you know, I, I feel like they're much better than me, even though I'm really good at it, you know, <laughs> but yeah. But I, I, you, you are, you are someone so. that, yeah, you know, like created so many AR filters. If someone comes without any experience and want to learn AR and augmented reality, what your advice to, what is your advice to someone who wants to start AR as a career? Like, how do they should start? Did, did you do it, like, did you self-learn everything? Or, or how did you start, actually? Personally, um, I had a vision for the filters I wanted to create. And when you have the idea, it's really easy to go on Google and be like, oh, I want to create this or that. And if you can't find it, you go on the platform where it's the, crea the creative platform, uh, Spark AR or LensList or Effects House. Mm -hmm. And you can actually read, there's a lot of entry videos and things that help you, that guide you. But in the end, you're the creative mind and mm -hmm. you are the one who manipulates the image and how you want it to be. So, that, that, yeah. that makes perfect sense. I, I've seen your filters and I've seen your experiences. They are very different to one each other. So I'm really curious about how do you get inspiration from all these filters? Where, where, where is the source? Is it related to life event? Is it about a film that you're going to make? If you want to come it's up... It's so random. Yeah, yeah. It's because yeah, because it's and, and you have random. so many of them, right? That's why I think I agree with Farad's question. How the fuck do you get these ideas? With different things, there's different ways to get ideas. For example... In the beginning with the LUTs, it was mostly like seeing movies and being like, oh, this movie has such a cool LUT, I want to create that. Mm -hmm. Or seeing the, being inspired from different music videos. Mm -hmm. And they had different LUTs, right? So mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I need those LUTs. Yeah. Uh, how about the face? So, so these are the LUTs. How about when, when you came and started creating face filter and face expressions? So the, exactly. So the face filters, there's some whimsical ones and there's some creative ones and there's some inspired by characters. Um, the ones inspired by characters are doing very well uh, with statistically. <laughs> uh, but I mainly do it for myself for the characters like I like anime mm -hmm. and I create a lot of anime filters. Mm -hmm. Like you can see I have Spirited Away, the one with the mask, the monster, you yes. know, that eats everything yeah, all the gold in the show all the gold yeah and i created a filter like that and it was so awesome to see it for myself like that's what i love i do filters for myself and filters for other people with they were like hey can you create this filter so i'm like cool yeah i can do that and sometimes i would create a filter that's totally random that i'm just playing with it and one filter that i played with was shades of cool okay um literally so random i was just like oh this like put this like that and that and that and then put some lights like that and i was like in the end just normal filter right but it got like billions of wow. impressions <laughs> i was like damn from something just like playing around and just uploading it for the fuck of it and you could you could have and even decided not to upload it because you couldn't care less exactly so then after that went viral, I was like, okay, now I just need to upload all kinds of ideas that just come to my mind, no matter what. But they always have to be simple, because if they upload something complex, nobody cares. Nobody, nobody no one's going to, and, and, and some I'm people like, might not even be able to I feel use hurt. It. Yeah. I feel hurt. Mm -hmm. And that's why I don't want to feel myself, like, I don't want to feel hurt myself. I, and that's why I want to, like, produce things that really people care about and that I can actually give 
um, value to this world instead of just creating something complex. Okay. And like, oh, that's something super cool. Yeah, no, no. I, 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 I <laughs> but in the end, people don't care. Yeah. I just want to I, I do it for the people. I, I, yeah. I, I have actually a lot of questions that's popped up based on the things you just said. So first of all, I do agree with you. And I think me and Farad have talked about this so much. And I think this is going to bring so much value for any artist out there, any kind of artist. I realized Farhad's realized, and I think you just mentioned the same thing, putting and trying out as many things as possible is the best fucking way to move forward. When you try to look and try to be picky about, oh, I think this is going to work or I think this is going to work, the problem with that is you're going to spend so long making decisions. And I heard this quote and I told Farhad about it, that indecision is a decision. So the fact that you don't make a decision and you take like a day or two days is already making a decision to not fucking make a decision, if that makes sense. So just go yep. and try as many fucking things as you can. If you have three ideas, one anime, one Marvel, one DC, instead of picking which one's going to do better in any form of yeah. art, do all three and spend all of that time to make decisions instead on the actual filter, on the art, on whatever you're creating. And let the market decide which one they like more. And you would never know. Sometimes you think that, oh, nobody will like this. This is so simple. But that one will get the most amount of traction. We, I think you we have the example right here. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I just, you know, and I know other creators that have super cool complex filters that you get a lot of views but it's never sure that you will get that attention yeah could be years after i got one of my filters just got years after just got a lot of hits but it's like it's not much and it's still like what but mm. uh one new filter i have you know i created with dally like uh uh i don't know if i've seen with it dally like Is it... i told dally to create me a theater with aliens okay oh. how did it turn out and i created an alien cinema Dude, like already like more than a hundred reels created with it, and I posted it two weeks ago. That's crazy. Wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, damn, and something super simple. I just like have the screen is like um, a theater, and the half is you, and you just like as if you're like front of aliens. Wow, you brought a perfect. And I just feel like super simple ideas can, yeah, can they just can just create it can make people create even more because mm. we're doing this for the people mm -hmm. we're doing this so people can create their own experience mm. out of it that experience we create through them yeah no, that's 100 percent. So. you brought up a topic that i really really we want to really touch on using ai in your Actually, workflow sorry farad i have to one, one is second. it the anime question yeah, no no, no. That, well now that you said anime i have two questions before we get into <laughs> ai i'm sorry these are very important okay first of all the anime, anime I wanna, no, when you said anime i knew that farad is going to be like which anime? i'm gonna <laughs> fucking light up because i gotta ask what's your favorite fucking anime okay so maybe naruto okay but because i grew up with it right and I finished it, and I rewatched it. Oh, and I oh God! It. Okay, uh, a question. And it has a lot of like uh, wisdom, in life it, lessons. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I life lessons. I never watched anime. If you want to give one anime for a noob like me to start watching as my first anime, which anime would that be? Death Note. Not you, Harry. <laughs> depending, depending what art style you like watching, mm -hmm. because there's a lot of good animes. But what you like, particularly what you like to see, is up to you, mm -hmm. that right? Makes sense. That makes sense. And so, what stories you relate to, or what art style you relate to? So I cannot just tell you because I've watched many. Mm -hmm. I've been into anime since I was a teenager, maybe. I've been watching anime every day for 13 years. Wow, I, I, I feel so left out. Of yeah, I, I've been scene. trying to get him to watch anime. So I'm I'm a big anime guy, but I haven't had much time. I, I only got into it a couple of years ago. I was a big anime hater at first. I was always judging anime because... I used to be a gamer, and as a gamer, I like 60 FPS, I like high-quality graphics. And when you look at some of the anime, especially the older ones, you don't get that. But I never appreciated that that's the style of the majority of animes. And also, the story and the characters just outright beat Western cartoons. I also have a, a tattoo right here, my only tattoo, which says Tatakai, for anyone that doesn't know. It means to keep fighting, to keep going, and that's from Attack on Titan, my favorite anime. So 
big anime guy right here. I'm trying to get him to watch. We don't Definitely know what to start, start with yet, but we're going to start with something. And Harry, I'm going to text you right away when we find out what's that first anime. I I was thinking of One Piece because I haven't watched it, but there's so many fucking episodes. I don't know. Maybe Fairy Tale. Fairy Tale? I have not watched that. Is that good? Because there's not that many seasons. Okay. And it's... It's up to the point. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll try it out. I mean, there's so many options, so many good options. So we have like mm-hmm. a list preparation. So we do a daily vlog, by the way, just to let you know. And one of our daily vlogs that is coming up this week is going to be about us picking an anime for Farah to watch. So it's going to be an interesting <laughs> one. And I'll let you know what we pick, but it's, it's going to be amazing. Um, one more question before we get into AI. You mentioned something that is, um, I would say, a big issue when it comes to the life of an artist and i want to touch on that because i have that issue i'm sure farad has that issue and i'm sure you you had it because you mentioned it you mentioned something about spending a lot of time on creating complex filters and that could also play into your film spit or it could play into the book that you created when you work on something for such a long time that you genuinely believe in and then it goes out and it doesn't do well so you mentioned about hurting. How do you deal with that feeling? How do you deal with the fact that you spend so long on something that you genuinely believed in and it doesn't do well versus something that you spend literally two hours on uh, on an AR experience and it does like billion impressions? How do you deal with that sort of feeling as an artist? It's really tough because for a while I stopped working. Uh, for a while I'm. I think that people do not appreciate me and then... I start analyzing myself and everything, and I or I switch to another thing. For example, if a filter is not working well, and but in the end, that feeling I put it into creating better work. Mm-hmm. I and in the end, I take that feeling of rejection to work more on myself and more on the filters that actually work. Yeah, I like that. I, I like that. that. So you 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 fuel. Or sometimes I I do like filters for friends, like people that I've met in the real world that it really inspire me. I do them for free and I post them to my page, because like there was these twins uh, that have uh, tattoos, and their tattoos inspired me, and I created tattoos because their tattoos inspired oh, me, wow. like filter with tattoos, and that filter did super well, and um. I really love them as friends, and so that's why I created it. I think I think that's I think that's pretty valid. So you you use the 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 failure as fuel for your next project, and usually your next Mm -hmm. project is something that truly inspires you, something that uh, is from a friend or from a family or from someone on the social space that inspires you. I love that answer. Farhad, I'm going to let you take yeah, it to AI. I, Sorry, the, I had to ask that question. No, that, no, no worries. Because when, when Harry said he used OpenAI Dolly to create an image, and then he used that image in an AR filter, I saw that AI is in his workflow. And I love when people using AI in different domains. And I know you've been into film industry, fashion, AR. So I want to know how... AI play the role in any of these creations that you have? You mentioned about AR, but have you, you what else of tool you use in different domains? For example, have you used it for your film or only you're using it for AR? What sort of usages of AI do you have during your day? So DALI, they gave me access pretty early before everyone oh, else. Because nice. uh, I tried to keep up with all the information and I... I connected them and they gave me like when it was in beta when you could create like six at once. Now you can create what maybe four maybe. Oh. Yeah, and back in the days you create six at once and you can have infinite creations. Now you have to pay for it. Mm. But um, I started creating everything in the beginning, mm. um, like everything that I could imagine. And then I was thinking like, how can I incorporate this infinite imagery creating technology into what I'm already doing? And so I started creating different outfits for myself for Instagram and different um, settings because, you know, in film there's like wardrobe, there's settings, there's also hair and makeup and all these things you can create with DALI. 
And I was like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> this raised up my game now quite a lot. Because back in the days, you know, you need to go scouting for places to take photos. Then you need to, like, scout for makeup artists. Then you need to scout for um, your clothes. You need to go and buy clothes. Dude, this takes all of that a week for one photo. Now I can create one photo like that every single day. And for the main Instagram, it went really well. And for filming also, like, creating film settings, like, inspiration for film um, different shots, how to create uh, shot lists, um, how to do marketing, different marketing materials for film, like my spit material, how I created the illustration, and you see, like, you, there's infinite ways you can use it, so therefore I was like, I need to make a book. And I made a book for the film industry people, because I have a lot of friends that are in the film industry here in LA, and that book is helpful. Because I put everything I've learned in the past two years from using DALI, and I described each position in the production realm for film, and back, oh, even after film, the marketing, and the distribution, and everything else. Like, it's it's a great tool for visualizations and elements and you know, effects. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm really fascinated by your point of view. Hearing this from an artist himself mm-hmm. is great that he uses AI for, as a source of inspiration. He's, yeah. I mean, because I've seen a lot of negative comments that people, you know, don't like it. People think it kills creativity. I, hearing from you that, you know, you're using it for different things, like from settings, makeup, clothing design. That's, that's really fascinating. That's really great. And I, I just want to add on to that, that I genuinely don't believe a lot of the people in the film space or in the fashion space have already even started using these artificial intelligence technologies. Like the fact that you... Oh, they have. They have? They okay, have. can you... Yeah, like, I can tell you if you want. Yeah, yeah please yeah. do. I, you know, it's James Cameron. Yes. yeah. yeah. So I went to his, um, you know, the Avatar premiere? I went to the pre-premiere, like before it even had the premiere. And he was there on a screen, of course, not in person because he had COVID. Um, But he told us that for the illustrations, you know, for Avatar, when they did the Avatar, they use AI to generate different visuals. In, in different uh, promotional materials and stuff. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. And by that time, you were already using AI? Or that, that was the first time that you heard about AI? No, no. Well, that was used. when I already used AI. Okay. And I've been using it. And I was like, oh, my God. He's doing it, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's so cool. That's actually... No, uh, you're actually right. Now that I think about it, when I went to SIGGRAPH, I remember the directors that were at that event, they did talk about their artists who were using essentially mid-journey for Love, Death, Robots, if I'm not mistaken. So if you've seen Love, Death, Robots on Netflix, it's an yeah, amazing Yeah, I series. love Love, Death, Robots. It's amazing. So they were just talking about how they've been using mid-journey for just like you mentioned, the settings. Um, but to, to, to just go back to that point, I genuinely still believe, there, even though a lot of people are using it, there's still a lot of people who are not using it. There's a lot of people who are either against AI or they have just not adopted it yet. And um, Oh, yeah. What about... Like my homegirl. She hates it. Really? <laughs> Who? Is, is that your, your, your best friend? She, she... My homegirl. Yeah, she, she hates it. Whenever I start talking about it, she just kind of gets uneasy. <laughs> okay. Do you, know, do you know why? I do. She always starts talking about how AI is going to take over one day and how it's so dangerous to play with. And it is. It is. If you understand it, if you know how and what it can do, dude, it's super dangerous. Okay. And Chad GBT especially. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Faros has been listening to all these podcasts that Lex Friedman is having with different AI people. And some of them are talking about the consequences. Some of them are pretty scary. Pretty, pretty scary. I'm, I, I love that you brought that up, uh, like both of you. So yes, I've been, I've been researching quite a lot. And that's something I wanted to touch on today. And, and since you brought it up, let's talk about the first thing. First, let's keep it art-related. Do you think AI kills creativity? AI art specifically. It enhances creativity. Why do you say so? Because basically, if you want to create something, you first have to imagine it. Mm -hmm. 
And if you have another person that could also do that and help, mm-hmm. that's a plus. And in the real world, you always have another person that would also help you do that. Like, hey, friend, do you think that's cool? Yeah, I would think that's really dope. And mm-hmm. so, you know, you have that AI now. You're like, hey, AI, can you design me like a box of chocolate and make the chocolate be like very like this and that and tell it what to be? And it gives you examples. Mm-hmm. In the end, you're the person who decides what's the example, not the AI. So you're the artist in the end. Okay. Yeah. I actually like the way Harry put it. It, it. You're absolutely right. I mean, you are, at least today, when you're using AR art, you are the one making a decision on which one you choose and you which are one. You're the final decision maker, basically. You start the lead. You need to tell him what exactly you want based on the inspiration that you get. You will create an output at the mm. end. So, so I also in the end, the final prompt is not what it is. You have to add something to it. You can also delete stuff and mm-hmm. add more to it. So you're the artist. You're like if because of you, the final image becomes better or worse or you know, like not every AI image is gonna be the same as the other, and not everybody is gonna create something great out with AI like if you don't know how to use it you can't do anything good with it do you think though I, I'm just trying to play both sides because I'm I'm definitely for AI in terms of what it has done for me personally but I do see a lot of people's points as well so I just want to play both sides here what about the time where people just make a decision prior to before so if you had to think about your essay that you're going to write or the photo that you have to create. Now they just go to ChatGPT and ask about ideas and then they go ahead and put those ideas into mid-journey and so they don't really think about it anymore. So that's like a lot of people's... It's scary, yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of people's like comments or, or concepts of why they think it kills creativity. Do you think that that could potentially be a problem? Um, in writing, I think it could cure creativity because personally, I would say some things that, a lot differently than the AI gives me because I would like um, be more chill in the way I talk. So in the end, if you tell the AI to write it as the person that you are, it will, but it cannot copy your personality. And if you put your personality in your speech, then it cannot copy that. It cannot copy creativity or personality, and you're the person who can input that. So even if you get something out of AI, you always have to change it into your own in the end. Like you cannot just like get something and give it to the people and be like, I did that. No, you have to like, for example, you get like an image or a text prompt, you have to change them. You cannot just give that and be like, I did that. No, that's kind of unethical. I, and if you do tell people that the AI created it, that's more ethical too. Yeah. Yeah. No. You're you're absolutely right. I I think especially today, if you are making something great, you do have to go through multiple iterations on on your prompt and the way you put that prompt down based on your own personality, like you mentioned, is what creates the art in the end. And of course, I mean, so far. To what we've been using, we always make our own adjustments at the end. We never actually have just that thing. We always have to make our own adjustments towards the end. So in that sense, as of today, I would say I agree with you. I think a lot of the creativity still comes from ourselves. But who knows if that's going to change in the future with everything that's going on. You never know what's going to happen in like a year's fucking time. So, I mean, since we are talking about this, I'm really curious with all the things that are happening with AI... Are you worried about your position as an artist with everything that is happening? No, because I am an artist who knows how to adapt. And that's what every artist should do. Instead of looking at AI as something evil, we should be looking at it as a tool that could even improve our art or do, like minimize our time. Mm-hmm. And that's something really important that everybody should acknowledge. And that with every new tool that comes into existence, that's what we've been doing. Computers, they've been hated on because you can write and type faster. But in the end, you're the one who produces the better work with a computer, right? Typing it out instead of writing it. Mm -hmm. So right now we're going through the same thing. 
why are we generating it instead of thinking it and putting it on a paper or on a computer? Because it's faster, because it saves time, and we live in a fast generation. What is important, we've discussed this multiple times at Farhad, because we get, you know, we yeah, post yeah. a lot of content about this, uh, about artificial intelligence, and it, I would say the comments are 50-50. Talked about this with our previous guest, Alex mm-hmm. Broad, as well. Um, everyone, almost everyone we bring on the podcast, I would say so far is for AI, mainly because all of the artists that we're bringing on, we're all sort of using AI to enhance our work. And the thing is, looking at the comments, clearly the 50% that is against AI is deciding not to use AI because they believe it kills creativity or they believe it's theft uh, or, you know, based on copyright issues, based on the models they've trained for multitude of reasons. Right or wrong, I'm not the one who's going to judge. This is a much bigger problem than, than me, you, or Farhad. I think it's a, it's, a, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a world problem that we have to deal with. But one thing's for sure, and me and Farhad always say this, it's, it's fucking happening. We don't have a fucking choice. Like, like, no one could have stopped the invention of cars than the guy who actually created the car, right? Like, no one could stop the, 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 the invention of the internet, Right, it it happened, and the people who learn to adapt, like you mentioned, the people who learn to deal with these situations and quickly pivot and learn to enhance their work, are the ones who are going to ultimately succeed, in my opinion. But the only issue or the only challenge this time around, and I know you guys agree with me, is that this time, this change is happening at a much faster rate than any other change that's happened ever before. It's happening within our eyes. Like within weeks, we're seeing new updates, new programs, new softwares. Speaking of which, yesterday, I found out about this super crazy AI technology called Skybox by Blockade Labs. And essentially, it creates HDRIs in under 30 seconds. And for any 3D artist, we all know what HDRI is. It's a 360 image that people previously have to go outside, take multiple exposure levels, spend a good amount of time creating that 360 image, and use that to create realistic lighting or a background. And now, you can create that in under 30 seconds with just one fucking prompt, and you can make it stylized with Naruto style, you can make it Attack on Titan style, you can make Gotham City, anything in under 30 seconds. So, it's crazy how fast these things are moving. Have you seen, by the way, this skybox that I'm talking about? No, but now I... I I want to. But is it the one that it's like $600 for the subscription? Free. free. Absolutely free. Oh, okay. There's another question that I want to ask you. And this is more of a fun question just for us. Do you think that Terminator is real and AI could potentially, at the end, kill us all? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah. I've been thinking it every day lately um, because of the Matrix. Yes. Because then I'm like, we as people, we don't like time. Mm-hmm. We don't like time. Have that in mind. Then after that, think about how we love memories. Mm-hmm. We like reliving things. Then think about what, what we would do for that. We would literally create machines that would make us stay in a REM sleep and relive our memories or relive, relive things that we want. And therefore, that's where the matrix comes in mind that this is really possible if we as humans start creating things like that, that it create connected to our mind, technology connected with our mind. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so, that's the, the beginning of the matrix is when we connect ourselves with machinery. So the, I, I think every movie that we watch as kids is potentially a possibility. Terminator, yeah. Matrix, <laughs> all, this, all these movies. Because aliens are real too. Oh no, that that honestly, with all the the fucking planets out there, all the stars, all the solar systems, all of those out there, I I think it's it's ignorant to think that they don't exist, and they don't have to be in the shape of the aliens that we think, or the the shape of aliens we create filters out of. <laughs> they can be in any other form, right? It's it's just that we believe they exist. Exactly, and I incorporate aliens in every filter because 2017 in September 20. Eighth, I saw aliens with my friend on the balcony of my Hollywood apartment. Okay, you now you you said that you gotta describe that because <laughs> like we're not letting that go. Okay, you gotta yeah, tell no, us what I, happened. I'll give it to you. Like th- there was a feather falling down, and me and my friend are just like sitting there, just talking about film because we're in film class and we're just trying to figure out our film. 
and the fetter falls, and we're just looking at the fetter falling, and we look up, and I'm like, whoa, do you see that? And there's, like, this black thing sitting in the middle of the sky, and uh, clouds are passing, there's airplanes there, and I'm like, what is that? And then he's, like, looking at it, and then we're, like, talking about it, and then we look back up, and it's gone from nowhere. Like, in the... And not even a minute passed, and it's gone. So I'm like... How the fuck did that happen? How can something just disappear? And, like, nothing. The airplane was still there. The clouds were still there. Where was that thing? Uh, How how big are we talking? Um... Looks like an airplane in the sky, but it's like a circle. Well, that's crazy. I mean, U.S. U.S. I think uh, CIA was announcing last year that they have confirmed. But it wasn't moving. Yeah, it was just like stable, like static. It was just still there, and that was the mind-blowing thing. I I have. uh, But yeah, that's that's why I'm creating alien filters because I believe so much in aliens, and I know. That I really want to meet an alien one day. That's my dream. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, big you, dreams. You never know if they're friendly or not, right? Like, how would you be able to tell if they're friendly? Oh, I don't care. I don't. That's the thing. I personally just want to meet an alien. Just that's my dream. That's in a no, way. On, I I hope you do. I mean, your birthday's coming <laughs> up. You you gotta make a wish. You know what kind of wish you should go for, right? <laughs> um. So, Harry, there's this new thing. So, we haven't done this in the past with any of our guests before. Farah, do you want to take this part? I, there's this new thing that we want to do at the show. And I think it's going to be quite interesting. So, we're going to start it with you. So, you're going to be the first person we try this with. So, basically, we put a lot of content on social media. And what happens, we get both positive and negative comments. Sometimes we get some hate comments, especially when we talk about AI. So we are going to read one of those comments to you and we want to know how would you respond to that comment if they were commented on, their, on, on your work, on your photos. No, we just don't know. Fuck that. We just want to make it easier yeah. for us because sometimes you have to reply to them. We want to have our guests reply to these comments. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we're putting the burden on you. Farah, do you want to ask the question? Yeah, so someone, someone commented on under one of our photos. People who use AI will never be artists. Well, what, what would you tell to that guy if someone comes? What would your response you? be? How would you respond to that comment? I was an artist before using AI. That's my response. Okay, okay, that's that's a yeah. pretty good yeah, response. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's that's true. So you were creating your own art. What if what if someone wasn't an artist? Uh, let's say they 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 got into art. Oh, then I I think they're just. I don't know. Are they an artist? That's quite hard to understand, though. Wait, that's a hard question. So if people that are not artists and are using art to create art... Yep, and there's a lot of them. There's a lot of people because maybe they... And you know what's what's interesting, and I believe especially with the newer generation, let's say someone's not into art. And then they go, they go on mid-journey or they go on OpenAI Dali and then they try you know, putting in prompts. Then they get interested <laughs> in it. Then they get interested. So are they truly artists or are they just using AI to create art and they're not the artist? Look, there's two types of people. There's people who create, uh, use AI to create art. And there's people who use AI to create generations of art so in the end they're not artists if they are not creating art out of the ai but if it looks like an art and it really like you feel something and they know how to use the ai they could be a digital artist maybe um it's hard to understand but you, they could call themselves an AI artist, maybe. Oh, yeah, that, that no. could be a category. I don't know. It's quite hard to understand because it's something so new mm. and we're the people who have to figure it out. I Why us, man? Why us? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. No, honestly, no, because we're like, if you're, if you're the one putting out content about AI, you're definitely going to have people comment and ask about these things. That's why... We wanted to make it easier for me and Farhad to answer these comments. Oh, I think I understand now. Okay. So if you have been using AI and you have generated like thousands of images and put them out there and you are known for that, you're an artist. But if you're just using it to create art and you're 
I've never done art and you're just like putting images and that's not everything you do, then I don't think you're an artist. I think you're just using it to create some images, but... That, that makes sense. Um, that makes sense. I think it goes also back to whether... Are you just using the prompt itself, like the final art, that's it? Or no, you combine a few of them together, you add your own style oh, to it. Oh, that too. Yeah so, yeah, so it's really... If someone is just putting a text and getting something out, yeah, I, would, I wouldn't call Are you trying to fucking express yourself? Yeah. That's the question at the end, right? Like, if you're trying to truly express an idea through that image that is generated or through whatever that is generated, that video, then I guess you can call yourself an artist. But yes. if you're, like you mentioned, if you're just doing it for the sake of, oh, it's cool to type in this prompt, put it out, put it out, put it out, get views uh, because it's AI, then I guess you could say you're not truly an artist. It's, it's a, even being it's an artist is a vague, line. yeah, it's, it's a vague term. But I think in our definition collectively, we're saying if you're expressing yourself, and you care about what you're putting out, and there's meaning behind what mm. you're putting out, then you can call yourself an artist. Am I getting that right? Yeah. We do this. Harry does this. He just mentioned this. Please, if you're an artist, spend your time and your mind power and your energy on just being happy and improving yourself rather than looking for errors in other people's work or why this one is copying, copying this one or this guy's copying that one. Even if someone were to copy everything that I did, all of my art, all my videos, if I am working on improving myself every day, I shouldn't give a fuck because I'm going to be faster than that person because I'm going to be improving while they're trying to follow in my footsteps. So I genuinely believe <laughs> if you put time into your own work, yeah. you don't have to worry about anyone copying anybody. And just like Harry said, these are billions of images that have been mixed up to create something unique. You can't even pinpoint someone's specific art unless they ask for that art style, which is tricky. But generally speaking, if you focus on yourself, I think it's a lot easier to move forward with life. Nicely said. Yeah. No, I, I genuinely believe that. And I this, this artificial intelligence conversation honestly can go on for hours. Um, but I think we should always have a cap for it because me and Farah can talk about it for a very long time. Um, but generally speaking, I I wanted to say thank you so much for coming on, Harry. You've been amazing. I I, I love picking your brain, Farad. I'm sure you agree with me. Hundred percent. In in when it comes to AR, when it comes to AI, when it comes to you know what you've done with AI in in film, in in your augmented reality, and I think a lot of people who might have not started using AI can actually take some inspiration and start using that in their work. Do you have anything you want to say to anybody watching right now um, regarding anything that you do or any sort of comment or any sort of feedback, any sort of recommendation that you have to the viewers? Yeah, just want to tell everyone because I have many friends suffering from that. Just don't overthink things. Just make a list of things you need to do and do it because we have limited time. We live like a a hundred years or like 40,000 days of living. Yeah. Did you know we live 40,000 days if you live up to a hundred? Oh, wow. And Damn. in the end, it's not much time. So make a list of things you want to do in life and um, then make another list of how, what steps are you going to take to achieve these things. And yeah. And in the end, it's all about the path to what you want. It's not about what you want. It's about living life. Yeah. And if you need any tools, reach out to me. You know, I have tools that I know that it could help you. Yeah. 100%. We put, we put Harry's uh, handle on Instagram, LinkedIn, and everything on the YouTube video description. So people can also reach out to Harry. Thank you so much, Harry, for your time. We really enjoyed this conversation. Yay. Thank, Thank you, you so much, too, for having me. Thank you, Harry. Again, we'll love you guys. Thank you so much for watching this episode. We're going to be back again this week. We've got two episodes. Yes, we're going to have another episode tomorrow. Yeah, so make sure you guys stay tuned. If you guys haven't had enough, there's going to be more. So stay tuned. We love you guys. And see you guys on the next fucking episode. See you. Ciao.